Hello, welcome to episode four of the Brad Davidson Show. I'm Brad Davidson, your host. And today, we're going to start diving into strategy. The first few episodes I did were a lot of the misnomers, the things that I don't like about our industry, the misconceptions, the things that are misleading us as individuals to truly find our best self. So today, I have a special population of people that I work with that uh, um, I'm really fond of. And why I'm fond of it is because it's a very tough population. And it's the population has been misled the most. That's why I want to start with them. And this is women who are experiencing menopause or post-menopause. To me, they are the fighters. They are the most aggressive ones. They're the ones wanting incredible answers for what's going on with their bodies. Because once they hit that stage, and if you're there, you've been there, you know what I'm talking about. Things change drastically. All of a sudden, all those things you were doing that used to work when you were younger completely backfire. What I hear a lot is, I, I just put 15 or 20 pounds on overnight right in my midsection, and I'm doing nothing different. What do I do? So I want to address that. Now, I came across having success with this population, in all honesty, by accident. I'd written my book, The Stark Naked 21 Day Metabolic Reset, and so many testimonies were coming in and just emails and messages on, on social media thanking me for the program because it worked so well for them. They were losing 12, 15 pounds in three weeks. And their energy came back, their hot flashes were going away. And in all honesty, I couldn't explain it at the time. When I wrote the book, I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't focused on that. But all of a sudden, I started seeing this and I'm like, wow. And then I met Dr. Jade Tita and got to know him really well. And actually, he'll be a guest on the show eventually one of these days because we will do a real deep dive with him into this topic because I love, he's taught me so much about it. But I sat in on a course he did for doctors on the female metabolism. And as he was teaching the topic, I was shocked. All the reasons why the metabolic reset was working for this population just came out. And so from that point on, I got real aggressive with it. I loved working with women that had tried everything and were getting nowhere fast or getting worse. So often what I'd see is these poor women would be working twice as hard as they ever had, depriving themselves of food, doing everything they're told to do, go harder, do more, eat less, and just getting worse and worse and worse. And I wanted to change that. And so what I'm going to share with you today is what I've learned in my experience, a little bit of what I learned from Dr. J. Tita, and what it's looked like in the real world scenario. Now, this is my interpretation of it. I'm not going to go into depth. I'm not a doctor. I don't have a background in hormones or any of that kind of stuff. But I just want to share with you what I learned and then how I took that and have implemented it and give you really good strategy. So if you're a woman in menopause or post-menopause or approaching menopause to help you battle this, to help you beat this. So I want to start with the number one thing that you need to understand, and it's what's going on with your hormones and how that impacts the body. You see, for 60 years, they studied metabolism. The first 60 years of studying metabolism, they focused on a single group of people. They were college-aged men. And that's what the studies were done on. And then all information coming out was then passed on to women to say, here's what you should do to have a healthy metabolism to lose weight. I understand very well because I work with both populations. I work with young male athletes that are in college and I work with menopausal women. They are very, very different metabolisms. I think it was the mid nineties when they finally started to include women in these studies on the metabolism. It's why so much has gone wrong. Now you take a college age boy and you stress him with exercise, you deprive him a little bit, you actually upregulate stress hormone in him a bit, he has high testosterone levels, and what they found is high testosterone levels with elevated cortisol, you will take belly fat off. And so that's what all the strategies are, right? Remember we talked about the catabolic workouts in the last episode. 
So they take these high intense catabolic workouts, right? Lots of volume, super fast, very aggressive, high heart rates, lots of stress. You do that to a young man in his early 20s and he's going to get really good results from it. But you give that to a female who's, you know, anywhere from, I've seen it as early as 35, 65 in that that realm or above, you give them those types of workouts, if they're hitting that that, uh, uh, pre-menopause or the post-menopause, sorry, menopause or post-menopause, it's going to cause some problems. It is going to backfire and here's why. When a woman hits menopause, what begins to happen is her estrogen and progesterone hormones start to elevate. Now, before this period of time, when a woman gets stressed out, right, her testosterone levels are kind of the same. Her estrogen and progesterone levels are high. So when stress levels go up, the estrogen and progesterone in a woman tell that to not have an impact. So you will not put belly fat on. But as a woman hits menopause, those hormones, progesterone and estrogen, start to come down. As those come down, testosterone usually kind of stays the same. But if your stress hormones stay elevated, a woman now goes into a high-stressed, higher testosterone state compared to other hormones. Guess what happens? The exact opposite of these younger boys. Boom, belly fat will accumulate. And the, the hormones of progesterone and estrogen that used to negate it are gone. They can't. So if you're in menopause or post-menopause, the more stress you put on your metabolism, the more it's going to cause you to feel horrible and put on belly fat. We want to stop that. So the solutions to stop that are drastically different than what you're being told. These high intense workouts, these HIT training workouts, the spins, the HIT classes, the CrossFits, all those things, they're not made for you. They're actually damaging to you. Because what those classes do is they cause you, they push you into that metabolic breakdown state. They're catabolic. They cause stress to elevate. Stress elevation causes the body to go into that catabolic state, that muscle breakdown state. So you start losing muscle mass, but because your hormones are off, you start putting on body fat as well. So now we have a state where it's easier to put on body fat with too much stress and you start losing muscle mass. It's a double whammy. So we have to stop that. So if I'm being honest with you, when I'm working with a woman who's in this stage, I ask her to stop all the hit classes, all the spin classes, all the high intensity classes, because to me, those are the devil. Those are damaging you, but they're playing into that mind game, right? Of you just got to go really hard. You're not working out hard enough. You got to do more. Oh my gosh. I've worked with so many of you now. I know you put the effort in. I know you're diligent. I know you're committed, but it's not your fault. Do you understand that? You're being given bad advice for where you're at in life. If you want to be successful in this realm, the major focus has to go on controlling that stress hormone. We have to get that under control. So everything you do in your daily life, if it's driving stress up, it's, it's hampering you, not helping you. So you have to put in a lot of strategies to bring these stress levels down. And stress impacts you the most. So you have to get the stress hormone under control and you have to get insulin under control. Now, I still like to use carbohydrates with women at this stage, but we have to use them very strategically because remember, carbohydrates are a great tool to bring the stress hormones down. But we have to be careful because you're not as insulin sensitive. So we give you too many or too often, it can cause problems as well. So here's how this should look. When it comes to working out, there are really good ways to work out in this stage, but you have to work out in ways that help push you into more of that anabolic state. Lifting weights is incredible for this. Okay, lifting weights is great for this. And I specifically like to use a protocol called German body comp. 
I learned this from a gentleman named Charles Poliquin. I've had a number of mentors in my life have given me different variations of this. But what it's doing is it's training the muscle. So it's helping us put muscle mass on. But it's also generating lactic acid and kind of pushing it throughout the body. Not kind of, it is. It's pushing it throughout the body. For example, we would do a lower body exercise. So we would do like a squat and we would go four seconds down, one up for anywhere from eight to 15 reps. That is a style of working out that'll help us put muscle mass on. We would take a short break and then we'd go do a pull down, a back exercise. So we'd pull down fast, control it up for three or four seconds. Again, using the styles of training we know influence muscle mass gain. But by doing those slow controlled tempos, it's generating more of that lactic acid. And as we're shifting back and forth from the lower body to the upper body through these workouts, peripheral heart action is happening. It's pushing that lactic acid all over your body. And that is what triggers fat loss. And we keep these workouts at 45 minutes or less. Because what we've found is if you start training past that 45-minute mark, what happens is your testosterone will start to go down, your anabolic hormones start to go down, and guess what starts to take off? Stress hormones. So we want to train effectively, train hard, focus on muscle mass, and using good strategy to use that lactate to push it around to create that fat loss response without creating too much stress. What happens with this style of training is we're putting muscle mass on, we're taking body fat off, we're getting the two things that you need beneficially to you without causing a lot of havoc and a lot of damage. Now, what's funny is that so many of these programs out there that use this thing called EPOC, Exercise Post-Oxygen Consumption, they tell you work out really hard, you'll burn calories longer for a longer period of time when you're done. And that is true. But all the studies that were done on it in the beginning where it was used very effectively were used with weightlifting. What they found is when you put muscle mass under tension, you train your muscle that's what creates the increase in metabolic burn, not getting your heart rate up super high. Remember, getting your heart rate up super high drives the stress hormone. We want to blunt that. Now, the next thing that's really important is we still got to train you aerobically as well. So I'll tell you that German body comp style of training will also train you cardiovascularly. Okay, but we're focused mostly on maintaining or putting on muscle mass and getting fat loss off in a very safe manner. I'd like that to be done two or three times a week. We don't need a lot of it. You can't handle a lot of it. Then outside of that, I like a lot of slow aerobic type of stuff. To me, I think walking is the most beneficial thing. I think it's beneficial for everyone, but specifically this population. If you're in menopause or post-menopause, you should walk every single day. Because what we found with walking is it brings down the stress home and it makes you insulin sensitive. The two things you need. Oh, by the way, lifting weights especially the, the way I just kind of shared with you, that makes you more insulin sensitive as well. And remember, stress hormones and insulin hormones are the two most important hormones we can control at this stage. So you should walk every day. Walking is the only thing we can do that improves both of those. That style of training I share with you is still going to increase stress hormones, just not as much as things like the high-intensity aerobic style of classes or cardiovascular style of classes like HIT and SPIN and all that. It's still going to do it, but not as much. And it's going to have much more beneficial impact on your muscle mass. You go do those styles, when a younger woman goes and does those style of things, or if you haven't really exercised for a while and you go and you do that, you will lose weight faster in the beginning because they are catabolic style workouts. They're bringing down your body fat and they're also taking off your muscle mass, but that's only going to last so long and then it's going to begin to backfire. For this population of menopause and postmenopause, in my opinion, it backfires right out the gate because it's messing up the hormones even more and we can't have those anymore against us. We want to start shifting them for us. So I think you should walk every day. If you want to mix in a couple of bouts of lower intensity aerobic exercise that keep your heart rate 110 to 130, 
for you know 30 minutes to 45 minutes, maybe do that once or twice a week, that would be great as well. I love two to three of those weight workouts a week, one or two of the aerobic workouts a week, and walking every day. And then on top of that, the most important factor that I know is so hard to grasp because we're always told, go hard, do more, it's gotta be intense. No, the most important factor, start doing things to bring your stress hormones down. Meditation is phenomenal. Again, walking is another really good option because it brings this, but like meditation is great. You have to make sure you're sleeping well. You wanna know one of the things that really disrupts sleep is the liver. I think that's one of the reasons why my metabolic reset works so well is because if your liver is congested, the little bit of hormones you have left, they're getting backed up and, and they're not functioning as well because your liver's congested. Fat loss is harder when your liver's congested. Uh, muscle resynthesis is harder when your liver's congested. So I think you also need to throw in a lot of liver support because you improve the, how the liver functions, you will sleep better. So some very simple strategies for that. Milk thistle before bed is great. Glycine, the amino acid glycine before bed is great. Both of those will help you sleep better because it gives the aid to the liver. So when you're sleeping at night and it's trying to detoxify, it doesn't have to speed up your metabolism so much to get through what it has to get through. You'll sleep better. Magnesium bisglycinate before bed is another great scenario. For me, magnesium bisglycinate, lysine, I'm sorry, glycine, G-L-Y-C-I-N-E, and milk thistle are a great pre-bed supplement routine to help you sleep better. Remember, when you sleep better, there's less stress hormones running through your bloodstream the next day. It's beautiful. So walk, meditate, make sure you're sleeping, support your liver. These things will help bring those stress hormones down. Find activities you enjoy. Maybe it's painting, right? Creative outlets are really good at bringing stress hormones down. A simple thing, another simple thing, you wake up in the morning, a lot of us wake up, our mind starts spinning out. If you just write down all your thoughts, take five or 10 minutes, just write down all the crazy thoughts in your head, get it out and then crumble it up and throw it away. You'd be shocked at how much that brings stress hormones down. It clears out all the junk in the head that's spinning out of control. It's beautiful. So lift weights, a little bit of aerobic activity, walk a lot, de-stress, 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 de-stress. The more you can get your stress hormone levels down, the easier it's going to be for you to lose weight. You get those stress hormone levels down, you strategically use exercise like I just shared with you, you will be shocked at the results that you can get. I was just talking to one of my clients this morning, 45 pounds, I'm sorry, 45 years old. She's already dropped 12 pounds. She did the reset and exercise exactly how I laid it out for you and then followed the nutritional advice we'll go over here in a minute. She's down 12 pounds, working out half as much, feels great, sleeping great, just shocked because she could not lose weight to save her life at a certain point. And, and so here are the strategies that we use. That, that was the most recent one. They're incredibly effective. You've got to beat stress if you want to lose weight, feel great, and look great in that menopause or postmenopause state. Now, when it comes to nutrition, remember, we have to focus on insulin sensitivity. So carbohydrates can become a problem. Now, I don't like going completely non-carbohydrate. I don't like going on those low-carb, no-carb diets because those help push stress. Yes, stress can help us lose body fat, but in your situation, it's raising havoc. So we want to do things to improve insulin sensitivity. So we go no carbohydrates at breakfast. I always start breakfast in a no carbohydrate state. Unless you're the person who wakes up with anxiety in the morning. 
If you have anxiety in the morning, that's the one time I like to use carbohydrates at breakfast. So I would just throw in some oatmeal or something like that at breakfast. Not a lot, maybe 40 grams worth of carbs of oatmeal with your protein. But if you don't have anxiety in the morning, let's start off with proteins and fats. Have a couple eggs and half an avocado, for example. That will really help set the tone for insulin sensitivity throughout the day, okay? When you get to lunch, I like to keep carbs out at lunch as well. With one caveat, if you've worked out before lunch, I'd like to have carbohydrates with lunch. So if you've worked out before breakfast, you worked out before lunch, I like to add about 40 grams of carbohydrates in at lunch. So have your protein, have your vegetables, and have some carbohydrates if you've worked out earlier in the day. If you have not, continue to go no carb at lunch. So lunch would just be, for example, chicken breast and a bed of salad with olive oil vinaigrette dressing. Keep that insulin sensitivity going. Now, when we get to dinner, I like every person I work with to have carbohydrates at dinner. Why I like this is it brings the stress hormones down. Again, we have to create a lifestyle around battling this hormone of stress. You have carbohydrates at dinner, insulin will go up. It'll bring the stress hormone down and help put us in a better state to drive better sleep. I call it fuel the fire. You have carbs at dinner, it calms everything down, replenishes muscle glycogen. And then when you do that sleep stack to help drive better sleep, and we sleep better throughout the night, we wake up the next morning with less stress and more energy to train the next day because we've completely recharged. So that's how I like to do it, is I like to go no carbs at breakfast, carbs only at lunch if you've worked out before lunch. If you haven't, no carbs at lunch, and then always carbs at dinner. And carbs at dinner is usually going to be anywhere from 40 to 80 grams. If I'm trying to get women to drop fat, I'll keep it at 40. If they've leaned out a bit and they're feeling better, I'll bump it up to 80. I like to say earn your carbs. So the leaner you get, the more body fat you've dropped, the more we want to up those carbs to improve that whole process. So again, 40 to 80 grams at dinner, 40 grams at lunch if you've worked out. If you haven't worked out, none at lunch. I hope that makes sense. If you have questions, just put them in the comments. Now, the reset works because the reset is focused on supporting the liver, bringing down stress pathways, and improving gut health. It also improves insulin sensitivity as well. That's why that book works so well. So if you're in a really bad state, you're out of energy, you're just super frustrated, nothing's working, you've been working out really hard, my number one suggestion is start with the reset. And when I have people do the reset, I like it to be really mellow working out. Like I prefer when I do my reset every year, I only walk in that three-week phase. We're loving on the metabolism, letting it catch up, on the, letting the liver catch up on what's behind on, getting your insulin sensitivity back in place, and really bringing down the stress hormones. Do that for three weeks and then move into exactly how I've just described it for you. The training methodology, right? Limit your workouts, but keep them to weightlifting workouts. And I'm sorry, I know most of you don't want to hear that. Everybody wants it to be the high-intensity stuff, the cardio stuff. But I'm just not going to lie to you. That stuff does not work in this situation. That stuff only makes things worse. Now, what I have seen, if you get yourself in a good place and you're healthy and you're able to have more carbs at dinner, you can throw in one of those hit workouts a week and still get away with it. But if you're in a bad place, you don't feel great, you don't like how you look, your body fat's up a bit, I would get completely away from that. And typically, people don't want to listen to me, don't want to do that until they've hit a point where they have no other options, nothing has worked, they, they feel worse than ever, they look worse than ever, they're finally ready to listen and they'll do whatever I ask at that standpoint, and then it works beautifully. So I'm just sharing you the truth of my experience. If you're there, I would stop all that stuff. I would stop all that stuff. If you truly want to take great care of yourself. 
You will stop abusing yourself with that. The weightlifting is where it's at. And research validates this. Lifting weights is the greatest thing the female can do for her body if you want it to look great. It's not the greatest thing to do to get the scale to come down because it's going to maintain and manage that muscle mass. But that is vitally important to your longevity, your great health, and a great looking body. Now, one other thing I want to talk about is hydration levels. Most women are really good about drinking water. They'll drink enough water. But what they're not great about doing is making sure they're getting minerals in with that water so they're actually hydrating themselves. If you are just slamming a bunch of water and you are peeing all the time, that is a sign that you are just flushing out your system. You're not actually hydrating yourself. And here's the problem with this. When you are dehydrated, your stress hormones are up. So we got to stop that. So what I love for women to do is drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So take your body weight, divide it by two. First glass of water in the morning, I like to include some minerals in it, specifically salt. There's a great doctor, Dr. DiNicola Antonio, I believe is his name. You can find him on Instagram. He is incredible at talking about salt and the power of salt. If your salt levels are low, your health is low, you're more likely to have headaches, low energy, because you're not getting the minerals and water into the actual cells to help you. So I like to use something like LMNT, a liquid IV. I'm not the biggest fan of liquid IV because it has sugar in it, but I'd rather you do that than nothing. My favorite is LMNT. Uh, there's another really good one called Abliot that I really like. It has brain nutraceuticals. It also has a little caffeine in it, so be ready for that. But it has all the minerals plus brain nutraceuticals to give you energy and drive. It's awesome, actually. I, it's one of my favorites. My two are LMNT or Abli. Those are the two that I like. So I start every day with that. And then you can drink your water the rest of the day because you're going to have the minerals in there. And don't be afraid to use things like Celtic sea salt, real salts. Put that stuff on your food. That's all those trace minerals. It'll help enhance this whole process and keep the stress hormone levels down and you'll hydrate better. And last caveat, be very, very careful and cautious with alcohol. Be very, very careful and cautious with alcohol at this point because alcohol will cause the hormones, the good hormones are already starting to lose, become even worse. They make you have more stress the next day after drinking, and it actually lasts for a pretty long period of time. If you've had a couple drinks, you're going to wake up for, and you're going to have higher stress levels than normal just from the alcohol. It also bogs down the liver, right? It's putting extra exertion on the liver, which we don't need any extra exertion on the liver. We want that thing healthy as possible to help with all the processing of hormones and fat metabolism and all that. So be very, very cautious with alcohol. I would highly recommend limit it as much as possible, if not completely. If you truly want to feel great, look great, and have great energy, there was a great podcast recently done by, it's called Huberman Labs. It was, it's a two-hour podcast all on alcohol and its effects. And what he has said is that the only way you can really get away with alcohol not having a big impact is to have one or two drinks maybe every three to four weeks. If you're having more than that, it's going to have an impact on your metabolism. It's going to have an impact on your stress hormones, your sleep, all of that, which can make this even harder to get that body that you're looking for, the results you're looking for. So I hope this helps. Again, ladies, menopause, post-menopause, lift weights, abandon the high-intensity training. That stuff is not great for you. Walk a lot, de-stress, de-stress, de-stress. And then be very strategic with your carbohydrates. Drink enough water and avoid alcohol like the plague. <laughs> Because those things are all against you. You bring those on your side, 
I promise you, it is not uncommon to see a woman at this point lose 12 to 20 pounds in six to 12 weeks and it stays off because your metabolism now back on your side versus it being a constant dogfight. And my favorite thing that is said, I can't believe how much easier this is. That is the truth. Stop trying to beat yourself up that you're lazy, not working enough, not committed enough because I know you and you are. You're the most committed, the most dedicated of any population I work with. That's why I started with you. You deserve the truth. You deserve better strategy and better direction. And I promise you, I'll have many, many guests on this show that are much more educated than me in this specific topic to give you all the advice, the strategy that you need to truly get what you deserve. Okay? Have a great week. Next week, we're going to get into more of the men's side of things. But I really want to start with this specific population because this is the one population that I care most about helping because so much is misguiding you and it's just not fair. 